Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good day and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Uh, the podcast where we drop the gavel on the topics that matter. Random topics, that is. My name is Crofton Steers. I'm one of your three weekly hosts on this journey of topical discovery. Uh, with me are my two co-hosts. Uh, co-host number one, Bo Schwartz. I'm bringing you in first this week. Thank old- you. Thank you so much, Crofton. No Hello problem. to okay. you. Hello to our listeners. Number two, Mike Hodgins. Let, <laughs> let Mike take all the time you want. Uh, it's So it's like you're Captain Picard and Bo's Riker. And that means I get to be Lieutenant Commander Data. Man, That's Riker, Riker got interrupted a lot. He didn't get as much respect as he deserved. Who, Riker? Except from the lady. He's a man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a good jazz singer. He also, Jonathan Frakes, directed a lot of episodes of, oh my God, what am I doing? Wait, this is he wasn't a jazz dirty. singer. He played trumpet, right? He was a trumpet Trum- guy? Trumb- trombone. Trombone. Yeah. Oh He's a jazz God. man, though, Crofton. Thank we just for- lost 50% of our audience three <laughs> minutes in. Thanks it a lot. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we lost 50% of our audience. Didn't we do a whole episode on Star Trek? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we there did. That go. feels like light years ago. Uh, how are you gentlemen doing uh doing great today it's a beautiful day it's been a beautiful week no it hasn't it sucked yesterday and the day before i like the rain though like that's part of the beauty of of, (laughs) you don't leave your house if you left your house i leave my house what are you talking about i don't i don't leave it to go hiking or camping but you know he leaves it to get coffee I go for a little walk in the neighborhood. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited because. What about you, Hodgins? Yeah. Yeah, we have an announcement. We have stickers. <laughs> oh <laughs> right! Wait. Good battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's good. This so, if any of our thing. listeners out there, if you want to like deface some private property, I mean, cast verdicts in sticker form on things. You can now do so. We have three stickers: a good sticker, a bad sticker, and a bullshit sticker. And you can stick them on things if you watch our YouTube video. Croft, lovely Crofton is um, uh, showing them off. You stick them on things, and then you send us a tweet of the picture you take and be like, hey, this thing has been rated. Yeah, and if you're right into the show, we'll send you some stickers. So please do that. Actually, if you have, if you take photos of where you stuck it, we'll retweet on Twitter, right? Like I retweeted yours on Twitter, uh, Croft, uh, Mike. And That's so true. If anyone, anyone wants to do that, we'll share it over social media for sure. We want to see what your evaluations are on different things. I've since rated a few other things, so I need to... Now, how can listeners obtain these fine stickers? They write you just in, said. Yeah, I said, right into we, the we show. We write into them, and do they have to pay postage, or is it No, no, I'll pay the postage. Sweet, that's a Look good deal, me, man. Look at me, Mr. Benevolent podcaster yeah yeah geez. see look we're we've reached that next level of success as a podcast like first there's like a meter first there's start your show then there's like reach 50 episodes then there's reach 100 episodes then there's there's get stickers <laughs> gets where it gets stickers and we're at get finally stickers we right made it now. yeah well good yeah, job so. on getting that together mike i think you were the you were the sole uh, catalyst in the sticker project. It, so it only they took look one year <laughs> of effort. <laughs> Looks like we made it. They're sweet stickers, though. I I think they turned out good. They're, They're amazing stickers. I really want someone to stick one on a cop car, but it. it I'm not advising anyone to do that because it would be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, if you were to do it, I might still appreciate it. You know. But I think yeah. they need to stick it on the cop to be clear, because if they stick it on the cop car, you might be ranking cop cars. Not the police. Well, and generally. you know, if you if you, you ranked should. it good, the cops would probably be like, "Sweet, 
Well, I'll shoot what? my gun once for that. Pow. <laughs> this sounds like very conflicting I, information. I would, I would advise that you <laughs> ask the cop if you can put the sticker on them before no, that doing de- so. That defeats the purpose. <laughs> uh, you may get less injured. Less vandalism is good. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, speaking of to random s- topics. Well, I have one yeah. more thing. Just a oh. quick announcement at the top of the show before we start. I have a guest appearance on another podcast tomorrow night, and I'm kind Sweet. of excited about it. Um, so if you listen to the World of Warcraft episode and enjoyed hearing me talk about World of Warcraft, I'm going to be on the Azeroth Roundtable. Uh, it's live streaming tomorrow night uh, <laughs> at 7.30 on twitch.tv slash AzerothRT, or you can just search for Azeroth Roundtable on iTunes to hear the episode. But I'm excited. We're going to talk World of Warcraft. <laughs> As a, and there goes the other 50% of our... <laughs> <laughs> See, what's, what's funny what's Star funny Trek though and world of warcraft did people is like we have like we have that 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 table that i mentioned that chart where like it was 100 episodes then get stickers then the next level just so happened to be guest star on another podcast yeah. so i mean we just jumped two levels right there folks that's yeah. pretty impressive i'm kind of excited and the guys that run the show are real nice people and i'm looking forward to it so sweet all right no, uh, that's awesome. I'll be. I'll listen to that. It'll be the first ever episode of that show I listen to, but probably not the last. Just like I'm sure they will all become fans of good bad bullshit after your probably. <laughs> well, I've already <laughs> forgotten what it's about. Azertoth, Azertoth, Azeroth, table round Azer- or something. Round table. Come on, all now right, Nate is trolling us. All right, now I just wanted to get that announcement out of the way really quick. Let's move on to random topics. You guys all sweet. You ready? For I'm ready. It? It's good. oh man it's pretty funny that this is the topic today (laughs) it's uh star wars yes so just to make sure the one person who stuck around (laughs) through the other nerdy top talking What do you, everyone loves Star Wars. Like they're all going to come back now. No, got, everyone does not love Star Wars. Listenership because it's, see this. This is our great. Search actually. results for Google, like on our YouTube videos and all, it's going to go through the roof. Everyone's looking for new Star Wars, like news about the new movie and all that. Kind yeah, but of it's stuff. it's the internet, so they'll be like, "Sweet Star Wars," and they'll be like, "What the hell is this?" And they'll just post never going to give you up. Like, this show never gonna let you stories. down. You know they're going to get rickrolled. You know about see, rickrolling. See, I, what I don't get, like, and this is this is what's beneficial to us, I see, is like, so the the topic of the show is Star Wars. Now, so when we post it and everything, it goes up, it's going to say Star Wars. And so when somebody plays it and we start talking about Jonathan Frakes and Riker and then talk about Bo appearing on the Azeroth roundtable, <laughs> the audience will be expecting nerdity and they will get it. Because, you know. And then the very next episode, they're like, you know, this podcast is all right. Let's listen to one more episode. And they'll be like, what are they talking about? Royal Pipelines 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's not about nerd <laughs> things. I haven't left my basement in five years for a reason. Oh, general <laughs> oh, emotions. You're horrible. It's, uh, the, uh, it's stereotypes. It's you know, funny I spent some time in my basement. Make, and make I, generalizations and, about, like, video game players. <laughs> last episode you took me to task on making you the king of feminist men so star wars gentlemen yeah um so star wars good timing first of all who to thunk that it wasn't dead i mean it got sold to the whole franchise business of star wars got sold to disney which has resulted in a whole bunch of new material in the star wars canon that let's face it Everyone's looking forward to, no matter how cynical they feel about the Star Wars franchise, everyone would love love nothing better for this new Star Wars movie to give them the delightful, orgasmic joy that the original trilogy gave them. And considering a lot of the marketing has a lot of, like the costume design and set design, things like that look reflective of the original trilogy, I think a lot of hopes are high. Um, well, that's the climate of where well, we're at right now. Okay, look, you guys are cynical, but f you guys. No, no, there's, there's Star okay, Wars look, movies Bo, coming. Bo, come on, let us have a, time, a turn too. All right, no, uh, I'm, no I'm gonna, I'm gonna start and just say that uh, I'm one of the people that have been uh, corrupted by the prequels. Okay, and the prequels came about right around the time 
where I was a teen and such, and I had would grew up with Star Wars. I was really excited. I think I live with Michael Hodgins here and up in the the top left or whatever. It, um, for quite a long time and we would watch star wars all the time the original trilogy and you know it holds up was really entertaining and it took me a while to really realize how disappointed i was by the trilogy and the 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 prequel trilogy and it just kept ramping up and i know people are are talking about these new movies coming out as as something that's going to reignite passion but as much as i love the original trilogy i just kind of feel like that was a moment in time and it was it was like part of the 70s and early 80s aesthetic is sort of interwoven with those movies and uh every time there's new star wars stuff like i like a good star wars video game and that but i'm becoming less and less interested in it um as i get older or maybe that's just part of getting older but like i'm not i'm not enthused for more sequels and 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 more episodes it's it's true. Like I mean, I, I see both both your points. Uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I, so I'm excited for the new Star Wars, but also sort of terrified because uh, I'm worried. You know, I've been let down by so many sort of sequels or previously existing content from books or something being translated into film that have, in my opinion, mostly been butchered or ruined. And I just feel like I got through the prequels, still loving Star Wars. I can be like even episode what one, you know, which everyone hates with Jar Jar Binks and all that. I can still be like, well, the last lightsaber battle is sweet, and, and I, can, I can watch that. It's awesome. The music is good. Um, Qui Gon Jinn is awesome. I'm just like, I could tell, I could watch that right now and I'd be like, sweet, Star Wars is awesome. I have to forget about a lot of the rest of the movie, but that bit is amazing. You know, and I like that it exists. So I got through those, even though I had my problems with them, and uh, especially the last of the prequels, where it was just like special effects overload, and it was almost mind numbing. And I'm just worried, you know, like I really want, and it has the original actors again, and I think that's what's working for me this time because it really is a nostalgia thing. The prequels were whatever they were, but the new movies, it's like Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. You're like, oh my God, it's the original cast back together if you're a Star Wars yeah. nerd. But sometimes that falls so flat where you're like, oh, these people, time has not been kind to them or it something It doesn't like matter that. how they look, but honestly, they're probably at a point in their lives where maybe they don't care. Let's recall... Who wasn't excited for a fourth Indiana Jones movie? Oh, I was it's, wondering how long this was going to take to come It's up. like, so everyone's checking their expectations at the door because, as Crofton said, there was a time and a place when this kind of thing all coalesced to make the magic alchemical mixture that was the original Star Wars trilogy what it was. And I don't think it'll ever... They won't make a movie that'll feel that way. The like, I'd like to point out that the original movies are dumb. Like, there's nothing... like. They were entertaining. They had cool twists, a lot of creative set design, especially given what was available at that time. A lot of high caliber stuff in that in those movies for the period in which they were released. But we're not reading like the greatest work of art of all time. It's just a really awesome movie. And I think that I think we put it, the originals up too much on a pedestal and then we get let we feel let down by other things that come later on. Um, so our expectations are like all over the place. We Personally, I like the prequels. We definitely do put the original on a pedestal because def- definitely the age in which we see them um, uh, affects affects a lot of that. I wonder, you know, kids that grew up with the prequels, what their you know what their opinions are. But there is something it's as silly as Star Wars is, there is something kind of pure um, about the original trilogy in terms of how it documents a traditional hero. Um, plus you have uh, framing that like the fall and uh, and the redemption uh, of another uh, of another hero. And while you could say that the prequels add on like allow you to see the fall uh, of Anakin Skywalker and then he, so he falls in the first three is redeemed in the next three. I would argue that the third one, like if you read the scroll, you know how each Star Wars movie begins with the iconic scroll of text. If you read what it says for the Phantom Menace, it is like the Trade Federation is embargoing some planet and some guy and the Jedi Knights are sent to discuss and mediate the discussion and blah, blah, blah. It just gets into like 
details that we didn't really need to know that the pure good of the rebel alliance versus the pure evil of the empire um i know it's simple but it just it just went down really well and i think still holds up really well and the murkiness of the prequels does add like more dimension to all the characters but it does that sort of at the expense of entertainment i find well the one thing that i hated about the there's one thing i didn't like was giving a name to midichlorians. I didn't... I'm with Abed on this one. Midichlorians? Fucking what? Yeah, <laughs> like, midichlorians really sort of... The moment I those, those words first hit my ear when I watched the movie, I groaned. Um, yeah, for like a lot of this the stuff... the only thing I really I mean, like, it, it worked. The simplicity of the story, it's almost the same as... You know, Lord of the Rings. It's just, it's simple. It's there's there's evil and there is good and there is magic. It's basically just with spaceships instead of you know yeah. whatever dragons and forests. It's the same thing. It's fantasy, and those things work best for sure when you don't over-explain them. As soon as you start trying to explain how magic works, you're probably ruining the magic. And it's the same with Star Wars. I tend I tend to agree. And one thing that that George Lucas he gets you know people love and hate the man because he made Star Wars and people love Star Wars and then he like his own creation which people are like oh how did he do that but he <laughs> he often will talk about what was his inspirations were this sort of these pulp sort of space opera things from like the 50s and earlier which were really hokey hokey things like that's what where he drew the inspiration from and it, it seems so new so for him to kind of like take it in sort of dumb directions shouldn't really be surprising uh, i mean the way when it in 1977 or whatever it's something completely new now there's all you know since the star wars came out there's been all kinds of great like fantasy or science fiction films uh, that have come out so there's all kinds of other things to compare them to so now when you look at the you know the prequels and compare them to other superior science fiction movies you're like oh they kind of are crappy uh but really it's just like this George Lucas is doing kind of what he does. It's like it's not like he's not like this epic writer. He's trying to do like pulp sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I think I Did, think I think people have taken it and made it their own in a very strong with like it made very strong connections to the original Star Wars movies. And you're always going to disappoint people, I think, who develop strong connections to a work of fiction and endow their own meaning onto things i think star wars is, has a pretty universal reach like worldwide really right yeah let's and, that's a good point bo the cultural impact because i i'd like to just take a step back and talk because sure. we did an episode on star trek and uh and during that episode i was getting you guys to explain a lot because about Star Trek to me because Star Trek really didn't mean much uh, to me and I didn't get too invested in it. If anything, I liked the J.J. Abrams reboot because it was a lot like Star Wars. It was like adventure. Things and blowing movie. up and nothing happening. But no, it was an adventure. <laughs> kaboom, kaboom. Everyone's running it, around screaming. It was oh, a, boom. It, I'm sorry. I'm just t- talking this out here. It, 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 was, uh, it was much more of an adventure film. Uh, there's, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening in this sort of thing. Um, and uh, so, and JJ Abrams, who is now doing the, the star Wars movies is the guy who gives me the most faith that the new star Wars movies are going to be good because he is always uh, being forthright with the fact that that is where his he, interests have lain. He was inspired by star Wars, Working on Star Wars is like his dream job. So, I mean, I, I'm excited about that. But for me, growing up, Star Wars was really important. And and it was the first, like, George Lucas was one of the first guys to properly merchandise film. And, like, Star Wars has, has had a, a ripple effect on all sorts of films where there's now merch for everything. But I just think about how 360 my involvement in Star Wars was. Because I was into the movies. I was really into the movies. I watched uh, on, on we, there were two cartoons, Droids and Ewoks, that were both like uh, um, extensions of, and there were Ewok spinoff movies as well. I saw those, uh, and, and there were the droid, the droids. Um, there were uh, books, so there was a there was a series of books written especially directly following Return of the Jedi uh, with uh, Admiral Thrawn and all that. The sh- Hair to the Empire, all that sort of stuff, very well received, and and then a whole book continuity that followed. I was into the comic books, Dark Horse comic books. I played X Wing, Tie Fighter, a bunch of 
a bunch of PC uh, computer games that that really sort of fleshed out the um, the Star Wars world and made you feel like you were part of it. So for me, Star Wars was the first sort of entertainment property that was like a 360 degree immersion that I was able to like get into it. And because of that, it had sort of a powerful resonance with me and I had high expectations for it. And I think that's why I was disappointed with the prequels um, was because I it, it meant so much to me as a young as a, a kid and a young adult. Yeah, I think that's I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, thing to feel. You know, it's it's I mean, let's face it. A film is like I want to say only an hour and a half. Now, that hour and a half costs a lot of time and a lot of human man hours to put together. But when you think about it from like sitting down and enjoyment point of view, that it's a small window to live up to, you know, decades of waiting and expectation. And I think it's still the same for these movies. Like, it's an hour and a half, maybe two-hour movie that we're going to go see. They'll be long. They'll be three hours, probably. You think so? Well, look at the Lord of the Rings things. They push those things out because there's a lot of content. But I I feel like Lord of the Rings is... It's, like, based on material that they could easily make the films. Like, if Peter Jackson had his way, he'd make the movie, like, 500 hours to get every little nuance of the thing. But he's got, I imagine he's got to reconcile what he wants to do with what, what cinemas are willing to show and all that kind of stuff. But Star Wars isn't based on a source material in the same way. No, it's not. And that's one of the things that's kind of nice about it is that it's a thing that was originally a movie. And these days, so often, um, things come from books and are made into movies and usually usually take a dip in quality in my in my opinion uh but i do love the creative aspects of film and when it used to be more common so i love that these things started in film that's where they belong the other things are offshoots books comics whatever um but this sort of like i feel like sometimes when you talk about star wars you star trek is like a as like a counter example and i think part of like my worry about Star Wars is is it it started off as like a couple of movies and a closed story, right? Whereas Star Trek started off as a TV show episodic. Like there's always more Star Trek. It wasn't surprising that they they, they rebooted it's the it. The ongoing mission to discover it's just, strange it's new just worlds. Ongo- yeah, and it was like so it started epi- as an epi- episodic thing. Whereas Star Wars started as a closed. It's a hero quest story. Um, you know, it's it's closed. It's like the prequels. You can kind of get it's the untold first part of the story. Even that was a bit of a stretch. And then and then this comes back to the thing. You know, Crofton mentioned merchandising. Is something like should you leave things alone? You know, should you leave you leave things alone once once they're done? You know, and so many people would say, coming back to the Indiana Jones example, that like. Why couldn't they have just been those three movies? Like, if they never made another one, that fourth one is a sour taste in everyone's mouth, and it was from an era, and it worked, and it's the same with with Star Wars, but it's just such a cash cow that maybe they're just milking the life out of it, too, by... You know, pumping on, and keep in mind, I am excited about these things, and I have high hopes, but I'm also terribly worried that it's just going to become garbage because what's driving it is money and not inspiration. And what's what's great about the Star Wars story was that it was a gamble that George Lucas was fighting to make this thing. No one wanted to make it. Um, what is this? What, what like what story are you trying to tell? This is crazy. People like like uh, Alec Guinness wasn't even was like, what do you do? <laughs> You know, I don't understand this really yeah. kind of thing. I, th- but, I mean, th- this is all true. Like this, it was it was a risky movie to make, and then of course smash. But now it's not. Now it's the safest thing you can make. It's like making the Harry Potter books. It's 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 Hollywood going back to doing what it does, which is taking no risks and doing what's gonna get. What's it's all about return on investment. It's just a business model now. So I feel like that's. What my worry is that there's room there for greatness again. I I think because it's a rich it's a rich universe that exists, but the motive really is making millions and millions of dollars, and that's why they're doing it. And and you know, but that's not why the originals were it, made. It could go either way because Disney now owns the Star Wars franchise, and Disney has definitely some pretty crappy, clearly merch get kids indoctrinated kind of stuff. But they own studios like Pixar, who makes beautiful movies that are extreme. Like you're like, oh, Disney owns Pix. Like Pixar movies are incredible. You know, Disney like, owns like everyone. <laughs> I know, but what I want to say is just because it's a brave new world. It's not like a George Luke. I mean, I think he's on as a consultant or something. But 
it's a brave new world for Star, like the head of Star Star Wars creatives. And you could look at it, and they're definitely, no matter what, going to do a ton of merchandising. But all anyone really cares about is, is this now another special Star Wars experience for me and my family? Um, and it could go either way. I will say one thing, and I think that it, it sounds like they're going to do this, is that the prequel movies, I think, had an over-reliance on CG, which got away from the core aesthetic of, you know, puppeteering and animatronics and like light use of sort of campy CG, which seems to work better for the Star Wars aesthetic. It looks like they're going that way, but I don't know in the new movies if they're going to hit the Uncanny Valley again, which is, you guys know about the Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, this doesn't look, it looks real, but it's not real. But like there's a lot of, like Jar Jar Binks looks realistic but clearly not and it's just it's more upsetting than i i think i would rather just have a crappy animatronic jar jar binks i feel like that'd be more charming and more aesthetically pleasing than something that like is they're trying to make it look as lifelike as possible through cg um but anyways i hope they go I, that route for the new ones i i want no jar jar binks um the uh Lisa, jar just, jar binks. just just Lisa just Odeke. to uh just to comment on what Mike was saying there uh, about the, uh, I th- I think that uh, about merchandising and stuff. Like I share his concerns in the sense that they've now announced that like the original the the new trilogy uh, of movies once coming out every second year and in the interim years where there's no Star Wars uh, numbered episode coming out, there will be. Um, there will be individual movies set in the world of Star Wars. And while I feel like the world of Star Wars is rich enough to hold those movies, and I think it's interesting how every single line of like the original trilogy, like many Bothans died to bring us this information. That's one line. It's turning into a movie, essentially. Uh, that's the first spinoff movie. What the Star- hell's a Botham? <laughs> I, I always wondered that in the original movie, too. It's a race. I asked, oh, race of aliens. He said that line on the exclamation mark this week, and I asked him that too, and he said... Oh, but Bo I didn't even know it was from Star Wars at that time. I mean, there's a lot of alien races in... It's like context, but, please, but go on. But, but, uh, but that's... that's uh, the context is that it's a line in Star Wars. You don't need to know more than that. No, no, I, but, meant, uh, I meant I was talking to Star Wars like... What's a, we don't know what a botham is. But that's <laughs> that's what makes it – planting that seed is what makes it rich for future development. And it's that the same. Like, there, was, there was a book um, – there was a book written about like what all the, all the aliens in the Moss Eisley Cantina, what brings them there and all that sort of stuff, what their backstories are. Because there will be just little sh- shots where they show a weird alien and then they show something else just setting the scene and you don't know anything about it. And that's why the world was so rich. But uh, just getting back – Back to the merchandising thing, um, I, I share your reservations, Hodgins, but I'm also a little bit uh, like I, I know that when the original trilogy was made, I'm not na- like I don't block it out of my mind that this wasn't a, the first piece of super mass marketed filmmaking. It was made to make money. Um, it was made with a giant set of action figures that launched. It was one of the first big movies in terms of tying in with toy development, product development, this and this. It, it, um, the sequels just ramped it up like The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which were, you know, like original trilogy and we look back fondly on them. I had a garage sale at my house uh, in the neighbor who was about six years older than me came over and he sold a lot of I wish I'd bought out and just kept all the figurines because they'd be worth a shit ton of money now but he was selling like all original like 1977 figurines from Star Wars and all that and so it's always been this thing and and people who hate Star Wars I think will point to it and say it is responsible for everything wrong in Hollywood it is mm-hmm. it is what's led to Transformers for Age of Super Transformers or whatever they're at it's it's led to you know like the the them making a Harry Potter movie based on a book that doesn't even exist. Uh, it's led to them, you know, just making Game movie Thrones after movie. Seasons. Yeah, the the just it's the beginning. It's the beginning that's led to all this sort of stuff. So there's good things associated with that, but there's definitely you know money making. There's always money making, um, and I I think that uh, George Lucas has always had a 
big finger on the pulse from the get-go on on how to monetize his stuff. So there's always like as an adult, I can look to that and say yes, there it's it's corporate filmmaking at its finest. But at the child in me is like Star Wars is awesome, you yeah, know. Like I'm, so I'm you know I'm, I am like that too, and it is it is the nature of the beast right now, the way Hollywood operates. So in some senses, I'm like, well, at least at least there's more Star Wars coming in, you know, uh, maybe less Transformers. I don't, I don't know, but. Either way, like that, that does make me happy. And it and back to like, <clears throat> if you like these movies to start with, and the sort of like being a bit nervous about the new ones, I definitely am because because I have seen the originals so many times and grew up with them. I have this very nostalgic feel, feeling about them, and that and that you know these attachment to these characters. So I like you know I like these characters, and because so I'm doubly excited because they're coming back that we get to see Luke Skywalker as an older person, uh, Han Solo is an older person, Princess Leia is an older person. I'm super excited for these things, and I'm also terrified that they're just going to be there. They're all going to die basically. to pass. Well, I mean they're going to die at some point because they're all getting old. But Star Wars that, isn't shy about killing off. Characters. Well, it, but, but to finish my my point, it's not that. Like I'm just worried that they're, they're just putting them in there as a vehicle to like okay let's get on to let's get back to you know Hollywood another thing they like are 20 year old actors right so let's get back to some 20 year old actors and I mean that's what it was in the 70s too they were a young cast but those are the characters I like and I want to see justice done by them you know like I want them like. Luke Skywalker should be the shit, you know? Like, he's the only Jedi left in the, like, in the galaxy. If he's not the man uh, in these in these Star Wars, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I'm going to be pissed if he just dies and there's some, like, new, like, 18-year-old hot person who's like, <laughs> I had the most force ever. And I'm going to be like, damn it. Uh, but that's but that's, but that's what how the, the original works, Star though. yeah, and that was the original episode four. That's what it was. Like Obi Wan Kenobi was essentially the last of the Jedi. He was an old dude. He passed it on to to right. The but new- he was but he was also awesome in the first ones. And if you go back to the first one, he was killed right. by another old dude. Not a, Mike was saying he doesn't want some eighteen year old. Uh, Sith guy coming in to kill. Yeah, him. like it doesn't like. I mean, I'm it was. Emo, I'm emo Vader or Darth Emo. But like Which, when I would, when I would, when you watch those things, like I, all I'm saying is, I just hope they do justice. Because when you see, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi's Alec Guinness at the end, and he's fighting, he's fighting Darth Vader, and he, you know, and and he dies, he's just like. Yeah, it's time. He didn't need to lose. You know, he's this awesome Jedi. And I just want to see, like, Luke Skywalker, like, you, we watched him turn into a mature Jedi. I just want to see him come back as someone who, who has is able to offer something that other people don't. I will make a call right now, having not seen the movie or know nothing about it, that Luke Skywalker will die in one of those movies. Like, maybe it's not the the, the first one. Maybe it's, you know in the trilogy but he will die exactly the same way that obi-wan died he will it will be an exact callback to that moment where he will look at the camera or look at whoever the next guy is and then you know i mean i'm okay with that the only thing about that is is it it'll be hard to establish some because at the end you know as the as things were left the empire you know the emperor's dead Darth Vader is redeemed and probably dead and you've got no Jedi left. So it's kind of like they're going to have their work cut out for them to to establish this new threat of someone who's going to like take out Luke Skywalker. You know, he took down the the emperor, redeemed his father. All I'm, I hope that doesn't happen in the first movie. I hope they at least give these old characters. This is, this is my hope. A, a, a good solid trilogy where you know you start to get you start to build up these new characters you know and uh, and by the time we get to the third movies yeah like they're old kill them off give them hopefully some great ending and then we can go on from there I just hope that it's not like get them all out of the way in the first episode so we can get on to all the you know I people that are going to be people hottest people of the year kind of I would recommend actors. not hoping for things and I don't know actually it's funny because we were talking about Darth Emo. I look. There's a guy Kylo Ren who's confirmed as a bad guy in the yeah. upcoming movie, and he does look like super. He's Darthy, like he's a young, <laughs> he's kind of a youngish, brooded looking dude. I'm like, where's my old what, wizened, old wizened Sith guy? Um, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be one though. It's just not Star Wars unless there's you know old. Yeah, there's always some like, old person. 
And that's kind of like, but but that's sort of what works with a lot of this sort of mythology is that you have, and that's the whole point of the hero quest, right? You have a young person who's taking on this adventure and they're given help by useful people to guide them. You have your, as you say, like your wise and old experienced person and they, they aid in the adventure. And uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to have stuff like that. I just... Well, the, the prequel movies sort of missed out the the oldest cool guy the the oldest wizened guy aside from palpatine who let's face it was kind of in the background not really a big deal in the prequels was um qui-gon jinn right qui-gon jinn is like the oldest relevant main character who incidentally dies in the first one yeah they did make that exactly Um, like the like the first star wars movie i mean you've got like cg yoda you've got like mace windu i take it's kind of a at least middle-aged kind of guy you didn't really have those great characters, which all the awesome Jedi in the original movies were old. Like, they're old people. Like, Yoda's old. Obi-Wan is old. Darth Vader's old. Like, it's... I, oh, they did have Count Dooku, which... Actually, Count Dooku in the, tr- in the original He's movies... He's pretty old. Was, was, he, was, he was good. No, but I like the fact that I was like, oh my god, it's this is massively old person who's like a humongous threat... Uh, are you guys are you guys like just commiserating over the fact that you want old people to do well? Yeah, and yeah. Yes, I, we, I, we I, have an old person. Well. We have an old person force user fetish. Here's the thing: is <laughs> that it is a here like fuck young I, people. I feel like you guys are moving away from what the original Star Wars was about. It's like it is about these youths or this younger generation youths. finding themselves in the galaxy and uh, it is about uh, the passing of the torch from one generation to another and 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 the hero's journey and it it yes it goes with youth and that's what it's going to be the next time as well and and now that the the older characters will serve that anchoring function that Alec Guinness served in the last movies i for one am not really interested in seeing um an old Carrie Fisher, uh, uh, Mark Hamill, and uh, Mark Hamill the most, though, uh, I'm most interested, and Harrison Ford walking around. Maybe it's Crystal Skull that did this to me, but I just, I would, ra- I'd rather to see see them, you know, pass the torch to the next generation and to continue uh, from from there. That's, that's what would interest me personally. I, I like the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but like, I mean, when has a sequel with the same actors come back after like 20 years or 30 years and been awesome? I can't think of one. Like, Well, I don't know that it's done that often, but it's also an opportunity because you can you can do it. You know, if you have 30 years past, you can make movies and like, hey, it's the same people. It's not this awkward recasting, you know. So it is an opportunity. I think it's and, unique. I don't think there's anything yeah, like it. Yeah, I don't know that there's something comparable. I mean, I'm sure there – I, I doubt there's something like Indiana this. Jo- Indiana Jones is an exact comparable thing. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same deal. Okay. You could argue Godfather two and three. You could argue um, like I think lethal the Lethal Weapon three and four. There's no, a pretty I don't big know gap. Like, <laughs> I'm getting I'm, too old for this shit. <laughs> it, it started out too old for that shit. <laughs> right. I'm retiring in two days. Sorry. Danny Glover, you need to put money in your RSPs. <laughs> I like how I like how in the first Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson's the young hotshot, and by the fourth one, he's too old for this shit. You know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so um, yeah, Godfather two, nineteen seventy four, Godfather three, nineteen. All right, all right. So it's not unique. Fine. No, nothing it, special it, about this at all. Yeah, Aliens is another one. Like I, I mean, it's just all I'm saying is I have reservations. That's. Uh, that's all. So uh, the way I see it is, you got two Star Warses. You got you got um, you got Star Wars as it is, and Star Wars as it will be. Um, and uh, and for the longest time, there was no question in my mind that Star Wars as it is was amazing. Like, and I was a huge fan. And that's been dampened by a lot of recent things, the prequels, the fact that. The, it, in the buyout with Disney, they've, they've sort of torn up all the canon that existed previously outside the original movies and a couple of other properties um, and other other things. Uh, so I'm, I'm more tepidly interested in the future of it. I don't have the same sort of faith that Bo has, uh, but 
I I will see the movie and hopefully I will be pleasantly surprised. But it wasn't even the movie I was most excited to see this year. So um, it's not out this year. It's next year. Yeah, it's out this winter. It's out this year. Oh, really? I thought I was. Why was I thinking summer? Okay. So it, I it, think initially right. it, you didn't it, know it, what Bothans were either. It's, what, what, what was it's, the I'm most a, exciting movie for you to go see this year, Crofton? Yeah. If it wasn't Star Wars. Uh, what are, what are the Aven- two Avengers? Mad Max. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah. I hear that's yeah, well, really good. Oh, yeah. I want to see it, but it wasn't on my list. No, no, it, it was a surprise hit. I was like, more enthused about seeing the second Avengers movie than I was about really? the new Star Wars movie. Man. Not yeah, me. well, like Star Wars is like the Avengers is this moment in time, and for all the criticisms that you can level against it, it is now. It is it is the zeitgeist now. Star Wars is a past moment in time trying to recapture glory. That's fine. I'm still enthused to see it, but not as much as what's what's in now. You know, uh, it, it's it's this Crystal Skull, the prequels, all of that have done a crazy amount of damage. Even the Hobbit. A trilogy, uh, all of that has done a tremendous amount of da- damage to to movies that were originally made that I had a, a large amount of fandom for, and I feel that fandom has been damaged. And yes, it's possible that I will sit down, the THX thing will start, and uh, the, it'll start, go 20th Century Fox, start scrolling, and uh, I'll be really, really excited, and then, like, whiz-bang some X-Wings, and everything will be really well done. There'll be minimal amount of J.J. Abrams' lens flare. Who knows? Uh, but And I could come out with a giant smile on my face, but I am very cynical on this one, and I, I hope to be wrong for the future of the uh, of the franchise. So It is... Yeah, it, it is it is interesting how we span the gamut. Crofton most cynical. I'm like super excited but very nervous, and Bo's just like woohoo, uh, which well, I feel like those. I are, mean, I you know I think they're pro- they could be crappy, but I just I don't well, expect I, ex- I don't expect them not to be crappy. Yeah, but I, I mean, as much as and the one thing is that like there's no other like Star Wars to me again as i said earlier like it's a it's a movie thing it should exist on screen that's where it came from whereas comics. I, you know, I've read lots of comics and the superhero movies sometimes do it for me. Sometimes just annoy me. And, but Star Wars, like, I am looking forward to seeing some lightsaber battles. I like that stuff. It, it, so I am I am looking forward to it. One thing I, I could do a verdict very soon. I don't know about you guys, but there's a couple really great Vanity Fair articles about the making of the new Star Wars. Uh, some really some really interesting ones that are worth the read, like, like sort of long form articles. So I'd recommend to give those a read if you haven't or listeners if you like star wars the any listeners that might still be listening <laughs> but um yeah it, it's just fun it's fun slams to hear the the stories of how these things came about and uh there was one story about this guy who was essentially like a star wars nerd and somehow his job became being like uh the canon know-it-all for everything even in the rebooted like that they've redone the canon. He's the guy they go to to be like, oh, we want to use a spaceship. And he'll be like, actually, no, that spaceship's from Coruscant. You should be using this one. Like, there's people that <laughs> awesome. know so much nerd yeah. stuff. And so it was a really neat article about this guy who a had subject basically... subject matter expert. Yeah, he was just... He knew everything about... He'd read all the books. He knew all the games. He knew everything. And he could c- categorize it. And now his job is working for LucasArts as, like, the kind of go-to person on... Does this make sense in, in the universe? Yeah, I heard it's like a, there's a committee. There's a canon committee. It's pretty neat stuff. Stuff. And I mean, that's one thing you got to see for Star Wars more so than than Indiana Jones, and I'd say almost even well, no, I no, guess Star Trek is maybe similar. Star Trek has their people who write the Star Trek. Yeah, no, Star Trek, Star Trek, and Star Trek, and Star Wars are similar this way, yeah. but it's the richness of the universe is 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 what it is. You know, like there's the Star Wars universe, like as Crawford says, things that are referred to planets that. You don't go to, but they talk about. There's so much there that it makes sense that people love this stuff because there's it just tweaks that part of your brain where it's like i want more because there's it's, more there it's lore things are hinted at you're like this is interesting and so you know it's lore yeah there's very few franchises that elicit that much gigantic attention on the lore of a world game of thrones like, for sure has got that going yeah like not just what happens in official properties but what happens in side side projects of side projects that get it added to the official canon like well think about how much people like like boba fett in the first boba movies fett. 
And, yeah, Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. But like he's barely in them. And then you're like, but people are like Boba Fett's awesome. And and I remember as a kid being people would say, like, oh, did you know he was like a stormtrooper gone rogue? All these like stories about him. And it's like really he was in the movies for how long? But people were interested in it and he's cool. And there probably is some backstory there. So I am glad to see yeah, these he, things. He being makes uh, he makes some an appearance as well as his home planet in the Star Wars Rebels CG cartoon, which is still official canon, by the way. Um, and I watched all six seasons, and it covers the gap between movies two and three. You mean the Clone Wars? There's oh, only excuse me, sorry, Clone Wars. Rebels. Yeah, Rebels is new. Sorry, uh, we'll get to that. But it was it was pretty good. It's it, Boba Fett's pretty cool. Like except hmm. when he's his child in the prequels, and his dad's head gets cut off in front of him. Well, it sucks Not, to be Boba Fett when that happens. But Boba no, Fett seems to have a like mostly bad so shit lame. Luck. <laughs> um, it, it, and I like how Boba Fett just looks super awesome. So everybody was really cool. But when you actually think about what he did in the uh, in in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he doesn't do too much. He like literally, you know, walks beside a frozen carbonite thing, stands on the bridge of a star destroyer with other bounty hunters, uh, and uh, flies away at one point, and he hides in, in the garbage. Yeah, like he follows them through <laughs> the garbage, and then in the next, in Return of the Jedi, he jetpacks from one skiff to another, gets knocked, and falls into the Sarlacc pit. Spoilers. Um, so Isn't it Billy D. Williams that kills him, too? Sweet. I think he's blind at the time, too. Or no, Han did it, and he was blind. Or whatever. I'm just like, wow, everybody loves Boba Fett just because of how awesome his suit is. Really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, true. J- jetpacks go a long way to winning people over, I tell you. It's okay. true. You we're walk around getting... with a jetpack, everyone will want to be your friend. Like, <laughs> we're probably I... getting pretty deep nerd here for... Uh... <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars. If somebody listened to this podcast and read Star Wars and didn't expect us to get deep nerd, then they got problems. That's probably true. <laughs> um uh, right, I just want to say though, the actual best county, bounty hunter is Cad Bane, who's never been in any of the original movies. He's in the Rebels cartoon, and he's awesome. He's kind of like this New Orleans alien. It's it's pretty cool. New Orleans. Yeah, there's also a lot of subtle racism like, in Star Wars. Yes, I, we didn't talk about the racism in Star Wars. Star Wars is hugely racist. You know, not to be like a subtle apologist for uh, George Lucas's uh, racism, but. If you think about it, it probably is hard to make up something like an accent. And what are you going to draw from? So if you're like, okay, this alien doesn't sound like you're an English-speaking person, you're like, how do they sound? There are so many languages in the world that if you try to speak English will sound a certain way. You, you're inevitably going to stumble onto some racism. Now, I wonder how much he was like, hey, these aliens are exactly like Jamaican people and then did that. Or- and made the ears like Rasta things or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and the trade empire that is like, it's like, oh, we have trade blockade or whatever. It's super, <laughs> super it's Asian it's oriented. Pretty racist. Yeah. It's pretty racist. That's well, George Lucas thing. is an old man. So probably when he's writing, he's like, ah. Chinese people are always controlling trade, right? And we're like, no, George, maybe you shouldn't uh, yeah, do that. With casual dehumanization was more of a thing in the era, even when you know, the original Star Wars movie was made. No one, no one batted an eye. I, and I they saw Star Wars still, with so many people. They are still aliens. It's not like, you know, like, you. Yeah, we, it's not totally. We had conversations about race and gender at our age in this year that I've never, like, I, it's, it's like almost impossible that anyone I know who was our age back then would even conceive that this could even be a topic of conversation worthy of more than being what? You know, That's because so. you were a kid, dummy. No, but I mean <laughs> the adults true. around me. You didn't hear this kind of stuff. Like yeah, the eighties were di- very different than now, though. So yeah, like we're, we're a very um, race, culture, class sensitive generation, I think. And it's wow, there's thing. still a lot of work to be done there. Back then, they were just like, screw them. They're like, like they want to come to our country. They they live by our rules. It's like yeah, it's like oh, that's racist. I want to take that like <laughs> sound bite out of context for Bo, and we'll yeah. watch you bite him in the future. <laughs> that's for there's sure. So much ammo for all of us. All right, speaking Not of for sound me. bites taking out of context, let, we should get to verdicts though. Yeah, we're going to be running into an hour and. You know, hey, it's wa- Star Wars. We want to have some mercy on our listeners. Well, we get to have verdicts, so uh, you know, let's bring in the animals and put a bow on it. Okay, me first. Me first. Wait, I had to do the Star Wars edition of the bumper. Damn it! I had to add my own sound effects. In. Oh well. Right. Go first. Okay. Go first. 
Uh, as with so many things, you know, I'm very biased on this thing. I'm just going to say Star Wars is good. Pew, 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 I was I was I was the right age at the right time when those movies came out. I really loved them. I can't help but be excited about the new ones, even though I'm I'm worried about them. They're fun. You know, it's like we, we do need those kinds of escapes and the Star Wars galaxy is full of adventure and and interesting times it probably wouldn't be a good place to live <laughs> but it's it's fun to watch movies about it so yeah i'm excited about the new ones and i'm glad i'm glad they're around even though the like the merching the merch the aspect of it is out of control in my view and kids still love star wars it hasn't changed that much so yeah it's good that's all i got to say all right um i can go next we didn't yeah, talk you should, because I'm the only one whose verdict is in doubt right now. All right, well, you know, I watched tons of Star Wars in my Twitter feed while we were doing the show. Uh, a friend of mine, Siv, was in there saying, you know what, going to sit down and watch episode uh, four, like the original movie, with my two kids. Uh, you know, and I'm like, someone is watching the original movies with their children right now, and this isn't by far a unique thing. I think this is something that family... Sh- like a lot of people our age are sharing with their next generation. I imagine you too will. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of fandom. So it's spawned a lot of products, a lot of merchandise, as you, you guys said. Uh, and that's just reflective of how imaginative and how much we love the original trilogy of Star Wars movies, which I'm going to say are good. Star Wars, there's there's room in this universe for both Star Wars and Star Trek to be good for different reasons. Uh, yeah, Crofton, you're up. So two goods. I'm holding up the G here for all you non-video people. G verdict. This one was a, lo- a lot harder for me than I thought it was going to be originally. Um, I just because uh, because as I full disclosure from the top that I I really like. Star Wars and I experienced a lot of Star Wars as a kid and it was one of the first entertainment properties that really engaged me on multiple levels. Um, and yes, I want that for my kids and I want that I want that for future generations. I'm not necessarily so naive to think it needs to be the same property, like that it needs to be Star Wars, that it can't be something else. And I am really, really like it seems like all my all my childhood are, you know, Ghostbusters is being remade. Uh, they're talking about Back to the Future being remade. All the stuff, all the stuff that I grew up with and that had an impact for me and that I feel like existed in a moment of time is now being sort of recycled, revamped, relaunched for the next generation. And I guess like that's always what happened. Like I think Star Wars was based on um, – might mention B-serials, but also George Lucas uh, talked about westerns and everything. I think the idea of like cowboys in space, anything cool that he and Spielberg lo- loved when they were growing up, like the idea of a laser sword, the idea of uh, uh, of you know spaceships flying through the sky, cowboys and Indians in space, except like an evil empire and and and, and heroes. I think all of that. Uh, was well was well realized and well captured in the original trilogy, and uh, and but it was a recycling of previous ideas. It's always been a recycling of previous ideas, and so I can't begrudge there being more recycling in the future. And as as much as it is possible, I realize now with Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull for a sequel to damage my appreciation of previous films. Same with the Star Wars prequels. I think that the damage has already been done to Star Wars for me, and I don't think that the J.J. Abrams films or anything thereafter is going to damage it more than the prequels have already ha- already done. <laughs> so because of that, I'm going to say that my overall impression of Star Wars and where it is, where it's at, and how it is, good. So I, I like using some Star Wars. I, I was I was flucked. I you know what it was? It was uh, the theme park episode, which a couple episodes ago I listened to fairly recently, and in it I said something along the lines of like I try to I try to stay tuned with Child Crofton, what Child Crofton appreciates, and if Child Crofton heard me call Star Wars anything other than good, he would have a tremendous issue with that. Just see a single tear down. Yeah. Child <laughs> like, what happened eye? to you? What happened? I, I have a question. I have a I have a question, Crofton. 
Will you, you know, sit down with your daughter and any future children and watch the original Star Wars movies with them? Never. Yeah, probably. Will. Yeah. Then you have to say it's good. What? Like, no, well, I no, you think don't. Of, I don't. Think of how think of how short that list is of of old movies you'll watch with your children. Look, how long is that list? Really? There are, let's say there are nine movies and six of them are complete shit and three of them are really classics. I'm not going to go out and say that the whole thing is really good. You know, it's like as soon as you add to something, you have to take into account all of it. You can't cherry pick. Oh, these three were really good. So therefore, all of it's super good. Like I, 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 I think, reject I, your think argument. I think the original three are the heart and soul of any Star Wars conversation. So. They they are the heart and soul of it, but but they were being damaged by these perpetual continuity building or rejecting add-ons, and that's that's my problem, and that's why I I almost said that Star Wars was bullshit. But like my inherent love for those three movies and for the original merchandising that surrounded them, because I'm not naive. Like I loved the X-Wing game. I loved playing with my figurines back then at that time, you know, like, so I was buying into the merchandising and I was enjoying it as well. So I can't necessarily begrudge that to future generations, but I can say that, uh, I don't think that they're ever going to recapture the magic of those first three movies, no matter how many other movies they put out. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear your opinion and I accept what you have to say. Uh, you get no argument for me, but I just, you know, I feel like the original movies are pretty, they are the heart and soul of any Star Wars con- The rest of it you can throw out. You can forget it. Just throw it out of your mind. Okay, so... <laughs> Mike wants to move on, Crofton, so... <laughs> it's been yeah, an hour. All right. Say stuff about where they can, yeah. listeners can find us. I knew you wouldn't be able to stop interrupting with that stuff. All right, I'm going to start with the mailbag, actually, because we have a letter this time. And when I see a letter... Well, you're that's just delivering it. It's old school talk for what is now the age of social media. And we have a a Facebook comment from, I think, a friend of uh, Michael's, uh, Janice. And I'm just pulling it up now in my Facebook device, which, of course, was not ready. Guys, (laughs) judge judge as you will. Uh, so Janice says, I did take a listen to your uh, podcast on jogging on YouTube and bullshit, Mike, really? Can't you appreciate the value of the exercise, social nature appreciation, meditation and mental health benefits for very low cost and in input? Also, the knee issues you guys all seem to struggle with are most likely runner's knee, which is most often uh from soft tissue IT band tightness due to ramping up volume too quickly before your glute muscles have a chance to rebalance. It is a painful but easy to fix with stretching, rolling, and glute med strengthening. It is not long-term joint damage. Talk to me. I will gladly help you welcome the joy of jogging back into your life. That's from Janice. Janice. It's funny. I might have mentioned Janice in that episode because she's my go-to person who's a crazy jogger and and one person who I would never jog with because I'd be like, she'd be running circles around me while I'd be panting like a dog. Be like, hey, what's wrong? Aren't your glutes all loosened up? Be like, no, Janice, I don't run 10 miles so, a day. So, you say, so what it sounds like she's saying is that, you know, through correct prep and understanding of how your body works in relation to strengthening it to do jogging, there's a way to do this right. Yeah, she's saying you can approach it in the right way. and But I would, again, counter that to be like, if you have to do prep work for your jogging, which, you know, I don't know. I stand my verdict of bullshit because I would maybe be like, if anything, I would I do maybe a little bit of jogging to improve my enjoyment of playing Ultimate Frisbee, which involves running. So, like, the jogging is the prep work. I don't want to do prep work for the prep work, keeping my glutes in shape. Um, she does bring up good points, the meditation, whatever. But, but you'd vouch for her as like a pro, like an expert on jogging. I would say she's that like, person we talked about. Like when you jog, if you get over that hump where you jog a lot and it feels fun and you're, she's been in that zone for years. I'm glad she wrote in because she is definitely someone who practices it. And you know what? Maybe we should all try to be more like Janice and, 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 and jog all the time and take good care of her bodies and just like – because uh, she's fit. I'll tell you that. And Janice, <laughs> in our defense – Two of the three of us went jogging at, since we've recorded that podcast. I don't see how that's in your defense of what. 
Well, we, you, I don't, what, in, no, what defense am I missing? Like, <laughs> like, it's in defense of our verdicts. Mike got shot on, but he's been jogging uh, since giving his yeah, bullshit and verdict. And I stand by it. Like in that, like I went, I did go jogging because I think it is something worth doing. But something worth doing can still be a bullshit thing, you know? Like because if someone, if this at the exact same time someone had said, "Hey, Mike, you want to play ultimate frisbee?" I'd be like, "Yes, I will screw jogging and I will go do that because it's more fun and I'll get the same exercise." But I didn't have that option, so. I'm going to remember these arguments if we ever draw yoga because uh, it, in my mind, is similar to jogging. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but exercise. Thanks, Janice. And I happen to know that Janice will never listen to this because she hates Star Wars and she'll never get through this episode. (laughs) You know what? We have some charming personalities. You got to think positive, man. No, Janice. Janice, one of those people. Janice, if you're listening now. I'll buy you lunch or something. If, if, if you listen to this point, uh, I'm sure you probably don't want to be bought lunch by me. I'm a exercise yeah, your own lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's coming over. We'll give you a sticker. If you've listened this far, Mike will give you a bunch of stickers. And um, we'll, yeah, we'll send you some stickers. Janice, thanks for writing in. You can verdict things yourself. Yeah. So if you want stickers, uh, we would invite you to write in, and you can do that by uh, using our trusty Gmail, which is uh, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Actually, all our contact and all our episodes, and if you want to subscribe everything, you can just go to goodbadbull.com. That's our website. We've got uh, tons of uh, content up there. We're well past 100 episodes now. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter, at goodbadbull. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, we would appreciate it if you subscribe to us on um, on iTunes or or Stitcher whatever if there's a way you can give us a review uh, we would very much appreciate it especially if that review was a five stars which is what I would give the original trilogy of Star Wars movies as well incidentally prequels two stars um, whoa but but uh, yeah Prequel so slam you can also reach us uh individually and tell us what you think of our opinions on star wars do you want to do you want to have a sort of buddy party with bo where you talk about how great everything related to star wars is well you can reach bo how bo how can they reach Uh, you you can find me chatting about uh you know what the best blaster type is uh on twitter at bo schwartz and michael if people want to uh be tentatively cautious with you about the new star wars film how can they do that they can find me in a galaxy far, far away. You know, it's funny. There was no social media in the Star Wars galaxy. They have all this technology, but no one's like... <laughs> Those galaxies awful. would be less far, far away with uh, the advent the of past, the internet. Though, right? They're all about, like, hologram telephones. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. The- but it's one in the past, gonna, right? So. It would be pretty funny be... because it's a technology. You know, it's all like they have this high technology in Star Wars. But it be it would be pretty funny if like emperors like send in tweets to Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Darth Vader's me. like, I don't like that tweet. I'm going to jump them. in now. You can reach me oh, at yeah. Croft and Steers on Twitter. Um, and uh, one thing I was I was wondering about the new trilogy, guys, is. Um, you know the old the the old trilogy they had like really shitty computer graphics like when when they were showing say Luke flying down the canyon they're like okay this is how you're going to go in it's all like vector graphics and stuff like this and then you shoot your torpedoes in here and then with the original prequel uh with with the prequels when they wanted to show new shinier computers they could do that because it was before the fall of the empire or fall of the republic rather I'm wondering now what they're going to do. Like, what are the computers people are going to be using in the new Star Wars movies? Are they all going to be vector graphics and shitty? Like, they're gonna, know? they're gonna, they're gonna maintain that similar aesthetic. Like, we could make better graphics, but we're gonna make things that look like Star Warsy stuff. Maybe the explanation so. is just that in the Star Wars universe, people are really good at technology, but nobody's good at design. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like yeah, we have all this technology, but it all looks like old square junk. You, you don't have like Steve Jobs type people that are like... You hear that, graphic designers? It's a trap! It's a trap. Yeah, they're all on one ship. Like, <laughs> they load up all the graphic designers on one ship and load them all up. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Maybe maybe all the graphic designers were boffles. Boffles. <laughs> they all died. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Many boffles. Boffles died. It's boffins. <laughs> yeah, butter boffles. Boffles are from Harry Potter, right? 
it's funny because tells you about the Bothans. It's such it's such a big deal. But if they just had like Julian Assange and like sweet WikiLeaks in in there, everyone would have had the plans (laughs) to the Death Star. There's no Wiki. There's no WikiLeaks. You know, you know what's funny is that there's literally. I remember when I was a kid, there were people that had theories that Mom Mothra, the the head of the Rebel Alliance, was having some sort of love affair with a Bothan, just based on the way she delivered the line, "Many Bothans died <laughs> to bring us this information." Man. Like that's how into this people were. It's like, like it's like religion. People that read the Bible over and over again and look for all these little like meanings it, in the yeah, text. It it's is, the same, it, and right. it's. Quick, quick poll, quick poll. If you had to choose between two religions, Star Wars and Christianity, which would you choose? Well, that's you, you can't be an atheist. You have to choose two, or you get killed by the reigning government. Yeah, but all- Je- Jedi or Christianity? No, no. Or like- Star Wars. Star Wars fandom. I think I'd hedge my bets and pick Christianity. Really? Oh man, it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars fandom all the way. You ever been to a church? Christians. God. <laughs> At least there's real churches. Uh, Star Wars churches. There's no real just, you, No, you know what? The Star Wars church is a movie theater, Crofton. So on Sunday when I'm there watching <laughs> sweet blaster action, taking in the Sabbath, you'll be in your Christian church going, oh, oh, please, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm going to be one of those Christians who just doesn't go to church. But says he's Christian anyway. Those go, those ones go to hell. Oh, fuck. 